Welcome to the No Fluff Small Business Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Sam DiNicola, owner of the digital marketing agency, Sam DiNicola Digital, and coach for entrepreneurs looking to start and grow their own small businesses. This podcast is for anyone who wants to market their business effectively without huge budgets, massive teams, or burnout and overwhelm. I'll be cutting through all of the noise to give you straightforward and actionable tips so you can apply my knowledge and expertise in your small business. I truly believe that anyone can start and grow a business. So if you're ready to set aside the excuses and the fear and to start making the moves you need to be able to successfully promote your small business, keep listening. All right, let's get started with no fluff. All right, today I want to talk about systems and processes, automations, and outsourcing in your business. And I think this is so important and something that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners struggle with as they really start to scale and grow their business, right? Especially if you're a service based business owner, you now have enough clients where you're bringing in that revenue, but you are spending all your time servicing those clients. So how do you continue to grow without duplicating yourself, right? Like I can't clone myself. So that means I need to be able to get more done in less time. So what gives? And a lot of business owners will jump to outsourcing right there. They'll just go straight for the VA. But there's a lot of lower hanging fruit that you can make yourself have more time available through systems and processes and automation that will actually be cheaper than outsourcing so that you can rely on the outsourcing for the higher level work or work that really requires that person, right? An actual person to be handling it. So when I talk about systems and processes, this is really making sure that you have standard operating procedures documented for your business, right? So every time you do something, you should have a document that outlines every step of doing that thing, right? And you can have a document that outlines it step by step, or you can record a video and then transcribe that video. But you you really, really want to be taking time to get your SOPs together now, because that is not only going to allow you to go back and look at, okay, is there any way we can tighten up this process and improve this process? But it's also going to make onboarding when you do outsource so much easier because they can onboard themselves for the most part. They can train themselves, right? Another thing that is so important to set up systems and processes around is templates, right? Build out templates. We have a template for our social media content creation, and it's in a spreadsheet. And if you want that, that's available on my website. But we have that templated out, which really helps us. Any content that's like getting repurposed and reused often, any of our core pillar content, that all lives in a master spreadsheet. So we can pull that in when we're creating social media content for our clients and use that as a jumping off point, right? We also have a base calendar in terms of, okay, we're hitting on this topic X number of times per week or month. And we're talking about this X number of times per week per month. And so then we work backwards to create social media content from there which is so helpful because it just cuts that social media create content creation time in half. 
your graphics, right? Your graphics for anything, social media, email, anything that you are using kind of over and over again, create a template for it. That doesn't mean they're going to be the same every time, but you're already, you know, 30% of the way there instead of starting from scratch every time, right? And that's also going to give you some really nice consistency. So if you're using something like Canva to create your graphics, get some templates created there, right? If you're using Pinterest, get templates and have templates created for all of your different pins that you're going to be pinning for your content, right? That is so powerful. Instagram stories, all of those things have templates for anything that's going to be going out more than once, right? Uh, Emails, also, you're going to template out your emails. So you might have a couple of different layouts for your email marketing. And so what you do is, is you work, you start from that template and that helps so much, right? We use this for SEO, we have an SEO checklist. So when a new client comes on who's with to work on SEO with us, we have a checklist of everything we need from them to get them onboarded, to get them started. We have then a checklist of everything that we're going to look at as we do our SEO audit. We then have, okay, here's the general plan that every SEO client is going to need this work for the most part, right? We have that checklist, a template of that checklist and we just duplicate it for new clients. That cuts down on our onboarding so much. We also have an offboarding checklist, right? Super easy. If you are planning on outsourcing and building a team, you can also create a checklist for application process when you're hiring someone new, onboarding when you're hiring someone new, offboarding when somebody's leaving, all of these things save you a tremendous amount of time. So whenever you're going to be doing anything more than once, make sure you're setting up a system and a process around that thing, right? We do the same thing for ads clients. We have an onboarding checklist, everything we need to check for them, you know, making sure their pixel is installed on their website and firing correctly and all that kind of good stuff. Um, Back before I was using a CRM, which I'm going to talk about next in automation, I had templates for all of my invoices and my contracts and things like that so that I could duplicate that and really use that as the start. So you're already 30 or 40% of the way done versus starting it from scratch every single time, right? It is so, so, so helpful. Do these SOPs, get that documentation and really look at okay, can we set up a template around this thing? What would that look like? Do we we already have a template around this thing? How could we improve that? How could we tighten that up? And if you already have started outsourcing, ask your team members, right? Because you might have templates that you created when you were doing that task. You've now outsourced that task. Maybe they, the people who are doing it day in and day out and week after week, maybe they have some insights in how the process can be tightened up, right? How the template can be improved, all of those things. So then this really becomes not just you as the business owner pushing this forward, right? But your team members. So we actually have, and this is going to get into the automation piece a little bit, but we have recurring tasks for everybody on the team. So every month they do a little bit of an audit of all of their tasks and look at Is there any opportunities for improvement to save time, energy, anything like that in our existing, in our pre-existing templates and, and strategies and processes there? So that should be the first thing that you do. Templates, setting up systems and processes, SOPs. 
you should do that before you're going to outsource. So if you are just now starting your business and you still have time to take on more clients yourself and you don't need to outsource yet, or you're not even sure if you want to outsource, that is the perfect time to start doing these things. The worst thing you can do is not have any of this done and then be trying to do it at the same time that you are hiring and onboarding someone new because it just makes it so much more hectic. And then you feel like, oh, I need to outsource because I don't have time, but I don't have enough time to hire and onboard that person, right? So having systems and processes and templates and SOPs in place will take away that issue for you because they can really onboard and train themselves for the most part. And it takes a lot of that work off of your plate. So next, let's talk about automation, okay? So when we're talking about automation, that is, again, typically going to look like utilizing a tool that will automatically do that thing for you instead of you or someone else on your team having to execute that task. So what are some examples of this? Um, If you're using a a CRM program like Dubsado is what I use or HoneyBook or anything like that, you can have it set up so that when a um, lead comes in, you can automatically duplicate and update that your relevant contract, get that contract sent out. It will automatically send that contract after your discovery call if you want. And as soon as that potential client signs that new contract, it'll automatically generate an invoice for them. And as soon as, and it'll automatically send that invoice to them. And as soon as they send that invoice to them, it'll automatically start their project, right? So that's all automation versus you having to go into your email and, you know, duplicate your invoice template and send that out and, you know, follow up to check to see, okay, have they paid? Have they not paid? All that kind of stuff, right? And so, This is a super powerful automation, both for product and service-based businesses, right? Because we're all doing invoices to a certain extent, even if you're a product-based business and they're at the checkout page, right? You could think of that as an invoice, right? And so you can also set that to kick off other things. So once they've paid their invoice, it automatically sends them an onboarding questionnaire and they have to fill out all that information in the onboarding questionnaire. And that's all the information you need in order to get started started, right? And you can actually set up automatic reminders and nudges for them. So if it sends them that invoice and they haven't paid and it's been over five days, it'll send them a reminder. If they've paid and you've sent them, it automatically sent them that questionnaire and they haven't answered in five days, they haven't completed it, you can automatically have that send a reminder to them. And so this is really when you're talking about something that you're going to be doing, even if you don't have a ton of clients or you're not making a ton of sales yet, it's still something that you are going to do every time a new client comes on board, right? And so you are still saving yourself time in the long run of things, right? Another automation example would be if you have a um, booking form or uh, a inquiry form on your website, right? So say somebody just fills out a contact form on your website, you could have that automatically send them a email like, thank you so much for filling out this form. Um, 
you know, please go ahead and book a discovery call at this link here. And then they go to that link and that booking link, I use Acuity, you can use Calendly as another example of this. That booking link has your availability. So you can set, okay, make discovery calls last only 30 minutes put 15 minutes buffer in, you know, before and after every call. Um, I don't want to be available for people to book calls on Fridays or on the weekends. And it'll actually connect to your calendar if you use Google Calendar or Outlook. So if you go in and set, say you have a doctor's appointment and you put that into your calendar, it's going to automatically not have, make that time available. So then you don't have people accidentally booking when you're booking calls when you're not actually available, right? Which is super, super helpful. And so if you have existing clients and you have a monthly call or a weekly call with them, or they just want to have a check-in call, you could create a meeting type that is just for clients. Only clients have that link. And so they're able to easily and, you know, for free book a, you know, one hour client call or something like that. Right. And it automatically gets into your calendar and you can also have it ask them a series of questions, right? So before discovery calls, we have certain discovery calls set up for certain types of clients so that they can give us some information ahead of that discovery call. So if a potential ad management client comes in and I haven't even, you know, talked to them, they found us either through a referral or, you know, on social media or anything, and they come in and they decide they want to book a discovery call with us, it will ask them, you know, questions that we need ahead of the discovery call to see if, you know, how we can help them, if it makes sense, if it's a good fit. And then once they fill that out, then they're able to go ahead and select a time to book that discovery call. And so now ahead of the discovery call, I have all the information that I need in order to have a super productive call with them, right? And we have that set up with for SEO, social, all of those types of clients, right? Um, you can also have it, you know, if you're a coach, They, you know, if your clients are booking their weekly or monthly calls, it you can have a recurring form come up that, oh, go ahead and fill out this form and tell me how have things been going? You know, what are your wins? What are anything you're struggling with? Anything like that? That's an example there. Um, If you're a product based business, you can actually have your checkout connect and automatically generate a new prod that I'm thinking specifically of like wedding stationery here, right? So once they check out, it can automatically generate a new project in Dubsado with certain checklists for you. And you can have it automatically generate, you know, a shipping label and things like that. And there's a lot of really great automations you can utilize for your business, both as a service-based provider or a product-based business, right? And So, and if you're like, oh, this thing doesn't talk to this thing over here, definitely look into Zapier or Zapier, depending on how you want to say it. I say Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R. And essentially what Zapier does is it helps you to have two websites, two pieces of software talk to each other. So say you use ClickUp for task management, but ClickUp doesn't have an integration that they've built with Dubsado, which is your CRM system, but you want them to talk to each other in some way. When, you know, a new client is created in Dubsado, you want that to automatically, you know, create a certain set of tasks in ClickUp, right? So you 
could then go onto Zapier's website and check to see, okay, can I connect these two? Can I have these two talk to each other through Zapier? And that is also something that's super, super handy because we all use so much, so many different websites, so much different software all the time, but they don't always play well together, right? So something like Zapier really helps to bridge that gap in terms of doing automations. So and a great example of that is when we have anybody purchase one of my courses, my courses are hosted on Teachable. So if you're buying the ClickUp for Entrepreneurs course, those people are automatically, when they're purchasing ClickUp for Entrepreneurs from my Teachable page, it automatically is adding them to my email marketing provider, which is ActiveCampaign. And then it's automatically triggering them into a funnel from there that's going to send them a series of emails specifically geared towards getting started on ClickUp and being successful on ClickUp and using ClickUp for their business. So that we connect those two things with Zapier. So it's really, really amazing. So once you have your systems and processes set up, next, I really encourage you to look at, okay, does this technology exist that I can automate this thing? What's the pricing around that? Can I afford it? And if you've been tracking your time, which you should be, you can actually say, okay, now that I have this template created, if I'm actually able to automate this thing, I typically take X amount of time per week or per month to do this thing. So automating it is going to save me X amount of time. And so what amount of money is worth it to me to save that time? So you can really tie it back to your budget and your dollars at that point. Um, And so these are some really great ways you can start to dip your toes in the water with automation. So when it comes to outsourcing in your business, you know, I've said this, but a lot of people jump straight to, I don't have enough time in my business, so I have to hire a VA. And what can happen in that instance is you are actually outsourcing things that could be systematized or processed or have automations around them. So you're actually really paying a premium for an actual human being to do those things, um, to do those super manual tasks, it would be cheaper to have a system and process template or automation around those things. And what I see a lot of business owners doing, especially if this is your first um, experience kind of outsourcing and building a team, is that you outsource But you don't really have a plan around, okay, if this person who I'm outsourcing to is not doing revenue generating activities, right? They're just saving me time. If you're not really getting clear on, okay, if they're not doing revenue generating activities, that means I need to take my time that they're saving me to now go out and focus on revenue generating activities. What often happens there is now you've increased your expenses because you're outsourcing to someone but you haven't increased your revenue and your sales to match that. So your profit margins are taking a hit and you're not able to pay yourself as much. And this happens so, so often and people start to look at, okay, well now I can't afford to outsource because of that reason. So getting really clear, this is the first step if you're thinking about outsourcing in, okay, what would this person do? And you should have been tracking your time by now. And so you could say, okay, I want this person to take this off my plate. Right now, this takes me this amount of time per week or per month. So it's probably going to take them that amount of time plus, you know, plus or minus a couple of hours as they get going, right? And is that going to bring more revenue into the business? If it's a no, that's okay. Not everything you outsource is going to be revenue generating. 
But then you need to say, okay, so this person I'm outsourcing to for 10 hours a week, and I am going to reallocate five of those hours per week doing lead generation, doing that revenue generating activities that are going to bring you more clients and get you more sales, right? And then the other five hours a week, I'm going to work less, right? And I'm going to take a little bit of a break. But getting super clear on that split is very, very, very important so that you don't get into a situation where you're like, I'm spending all this money to outsource these things to this person, but I'm not making any more revenue. So I'm actually paying myself less than I ever was. And what happens a lot of times there is people end up letting their VA or whoever they've outsourced to, you let them go and you end up in the same place that you were before. I see this all the time. It's super, super common. So you've already, at this point, you should have already set up your systems and processes and templates around everything that you're doing in your business. You have SOPs, standard operating procedure documents that outline, this is how you do this, step one, step two, step three, for everything that you're doing in your business. Anything that is happening more than once, you should have those things. Then you've looked at, okay, what can I automate in my business? What tasks can be automated through different tools? And you know what are those costs, right? But typically you are going to have anything that's being automated is going to be cheaper than outsourcing it, right? So that's why we really want to look at that automation piece first. And then you're going to look at that outsourcing. And so when you're looking at, okay, these are the tasks that I need to take off my plate. So that might be tasks that you're not good at, you don't enjoy doing, or they're just lower level and you want to focus on the higher level tasks in your business. Look at those, your list of tasks, and you've already gone through and looked at, okay, these already have systems and processes around them, and I know they can't be automated. So these are the things that I might want to outsource. And then what you're going to do is you're going to look in your time tracker. I use Toggle. And you're going to look at and assign, okay, on any given week or month, I spend X amount of time doing this task, X amount of time doing this task, X amount of time doing this task, okay? Because then you're going to look at that list of things that you could outsource and you're going to look at the time of each thing. And typically you want to pick something that's going to be super impactful. So if you are, so for an example, one of the first things that I got support with in, in the digital marketing agency was content creation for clients. I was spending, you know, 30 hours a week creating content and managing, you know, the social media channels for our clients. And so I started to outsource that. So I started to outsource the engagement piece and the man, the day-to-day management piece because I knew that was going to free up immediately 10 hours of of work a week from me. So then I could go out and focus more on lead generation, right? And then I said, okay, great. Once we do that, I'm going to start to outsource some of the content creation so I can drive the strategy of the content and I can train my social media manager to be creating that content in the way that I would. And we kind of, you know, through systems and processes and strategy calls got familiar on each client. And so now what happens is I can drive the strategy. She spends time creating those graphics doing that hashtag research, all that good stuff. She creates that content. I'm able to review it, right? And then we're able to get it out for the client and it's great. 
And so what happens is I'm able to not only keep in the higher level thinking space, the strategic space, right, which is harder to outsource and is going to be more expensive to outsource. And she's able to really allow me to do that because she's doing a lot of the deliverables work, right? So when you're looking at your list, look at, okay, what is really taking up the bulk of my time or what do I really hate doing? And those two things are going to be what you really want to look at outsourcing. And you're going to know exactly, okay, great. If I want to outsource this thing, then that means I need to hire someone for 30 hours a month. Okay. And so you can easily start to look at, okay, what's the average cost of somebody who's going to do something like this? Right. So typically a social media manager is going to be at least $35 an hour. Right. So you could say, okay, great. I'm going to budget $40 an hour for a social media manager. I'm going to hire them for 30 hours a month and, or we'll call it 40 hours a month. So that's frees you up for 10 hours a week, right? 40 hours a month times 40 hours a week. And there, that you right there. And now you have, okay, that's going to be my expense around that, around that person. And so you can look at, okay, can I afford that? If I can't afford that right now, how many new clients do we need to add in order for me to be able to afford that while not paying myself less? And these are all questions that they're not set in stone and you can be flexible around them and they can change. And you might say, okay, so first I'm actually going to, I can't afford 40 hours a month. So I'll just start with 20 hours a month. And then I'll reallocate that time that I'm saving to do lead generation so we can go out and get two more clients. And then, you know, we'll be able to bump that social media manager up to 40 hours a month at that point, right? Without paying yourself any less. Play with those numbers. It's not right or it's not wrong, but you want to make sure you're looking at all of those numbers before you hire that person, before you start the hiring process. And this is something that so many people don't do, right? But this is that higher level, you're thinking as a business owner, right? These are all questions that a business owner has to answer for themselves. And so you really need to step into that CEO mindset and be thinking about these things from that perspective when it comes to hiring a team. And that is going to ensure that when you outsource, you are creating a business that is going to run and and be successful and function properly, but also a business that supports you, right? Because the magic is when you start to outsource, you can take those vacations without having to worry about everything burning to the ground, right? You can go on vacation without checking your emails constantly and touching base with clients while you're on emails, right? This is a really great piece of the puzzle for especially service-based business owners, right? When you get to this place. And these Things that you need to answer for yourself when you are looking to start outsourcing are questions you need to be able to answer whether you are looking to hire one person or you want to build a team and grow your business to multiple seven figures. These are all still questions and strategic questions that you need to be able to answer as the business owner because you are driving the strategy as the business owner. No one else. So that is, again, why it's so important to set up those systems and processes first, then look at your list of tasks. And again, use your task management system, right? Because then you're going to be able to see all of your tasks that you're doing and you're going to be tracking your time. So you're going to know how much time each of those tasks is taking you. You're going to set up those systems and processes and templates first. Then you're going to look at, okay, what could be automated? And that's always going to be changing, right? Because 
Automation is technology. Technology is always changing and improving. So just because you can't automate something right now, or maybe there is a tool that will allow you to automate something, but it's cost prohibitive for you right now, that doesn't mean that's always going to be the case, right? So you could earmark that later. And then you can really look at, all right, these are the things that already have systems and processes around them, can't be automated. And I would like to outsource. And then you really have all this information kind of right in front of you there. The reason that I still recommend setting up systems and processes and templates before, even if you're going to outsource for that thing, I still recommend doing that before because it's just going to save your hires time. Whoever you hire, it's going to be faster and easier for them not only to learn how to do that thing, but also to continuous continuously do that thing over and over and over again, it's still going to save them time when they're doing it every week or every month. And of course, you don't want to spend, you know, pay for more hours than are necessary to that person, right? It's more impactful if they can get more done. So that's why even if it's something you know you want to outsource, you still should set up systems and processes around that thing first so that you are then ensuring that whoever you do outsource to, you're really setting them up for success. And that is going to make the whole onboarding, hiring, and team building process so, so much better. And I'm speaking from experience here, right? Um, So that is what I have for you guys today. I hope this was really, really helpful. If you have any questions around, should I outsource this? Should I automate this? How the hell do I use Zapier? Any of those things, definitely hit me up on Instagram. I'm sam.dinicola. That's S-A-M dot D-I-N-I-C-O-L-A on Instagram. And if you have been enjoying the No Fluff Small Business Simplified podcast, make sure you leave a review. Every single month, we are choosing one reviewer to win a free coaching call with me. So if you're really feeling lost around setting up systems and processes and templates around automating, around outsourcing and hiring, guess what we can talk about in your free coaching call that you win? All of those things, right? We can talk about all of those things on your free coaching call that you win. But you're never going to have that call, that free call, if you do not leave a review. So make sure you drop a review here if you've been finding this helpful and share it with anyone else you think, any other business owners you think might um, find this impactful for you. And I will see you next time on No Fluff, Small Business Simplified.